What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Struggle Shuttle, your weekly ride through the ups and downs of navigating your 20s and beyond. Today, we're going to talk about the infamous quarter-life crisis, that feeling of being lost, unfulfilled, and wondering what the hell you're supposed to do with your life. It's something that affects us all, but don't worry, you're not alone. I'm going to be your co-pilot, because I know a thing or two about this quarter-life crisis, and together, we're going to get through it. So sit back, relax, and let's take a ride on the Struggle Shuttle. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Struggle Shuttle. I am so glad to be back. I feel like 2023 is just already flying by so fast. I feel like January was gone in an instant, so I'm so glad to be back creating content, chatting with you guys, going through our struggles together. Because I've been going through them alone for the last month or so, and I'm going to tell you, it's been a little rough for me. Anyway, let me just tell you how I got catfished. I didn't get catfished in the romantic sense, right? Like, I got catfished via a job interview. Let me just paint you this picture. So, as you guys have known, I got fired a couple months ago, so I'm trying to get jobs, but over the holidays, it was really rough, right? They're not really looking to hire people. It's the holiday season. They're going to be out of office. Yeah, it was crazy. So like, no one's hiring me. It's fine. So start of January, I was like, okay, January, I'm going to really push these job applications because your girl needs a job. I applied for this job on LinkedIn, and let me just tell you, if you're on LinkedIn, be very careful of the jobs you're applying for, okay? This is what I wish someone would have told me. I apply for this job, and it's a marketing coordinator position. I'm like, okay, I could do that. My degree works for that. I want to get into marketing anyway. Perfect. A couple days later, I get an email saying to schedule an interview. So I go to click on the little schedule interview tab in the email, and it takes me to a third-party site. But I'm like, what the fuck? Red flag, right? It takes me to uh, download an app. So I do my research. The company is based out of London, but like they have remote offices in the U.S. And so I was like, okay, this must be a U.K. thing. I looked it up. They said that U.K. sometimes would do that. So I was like, okay, whatever. Talk to the person in the app. And we schedule a time and they're like, oh, we're going to do the interview through a chat. And I was just like, okay, like I didn't even really put two and two together that it wasn't going to be over like a video chat. It was literally through a texting chat. And she just like texted me all these questions. My little like voice in the back of my head was like, what the fuck is this? You know, it was a little bit too good to be true, which thank God I I knew that going into it. And I wasn't blinded by like the money, but I'm going to be honest. You know, when you've been looking for a job for so long and finally someone seems like they're going to be giving you a chance, right? You kind of want to believe it. So my little antennas were going up. I was just like, this doesn't seem right, especially when they were chatting me the questions. I was like, who has an interview over text? That's how I interview my future boyfriends is like through text, like not fucking it for a job. So then they, they say that the requirement is that they need eight years of marketing experience. And right away... I'm like, oh, I don't have that experience. Like, I was not marketing a company when I was 16, unfortunately. Well, then I shit you not, they offered me the job. And at that point, my red flags were up. I was like, you should not be offering me this job right now. Like, there's no fucking way that I got it. Because it's $75 an hour, fully remote, work from wherever, like literally dream job. And I'm just like, there's no fucking way. Like, you know, it's bad when you can't even be happy for yourself that you got this job because you're like, "Mm, no, something doesn't add up. So I get an offer letter to my email and the offer letter looks legit. The only thing on there that really got my attention was that they didn't put a guaranteed hours 
and they didn't state in the offer letter whether I was part-time or full-time. So I called my friend Eric and Eric and I went and like did a deep dive in this company to figure out like what it was. My mom was researching the people on LinkedIn. I was trying to communicate back with the person and Eric was looking up emails. And then finally, Eric found out that the website of the email was fake. So if you were to search an email and it's at Gmail or at Yahoo or at AOL or if if anyone uses AOL still, if you search that, it will take you to that website. So like if you search my Gmail, it would bring you to gmail.com or it would bring you to yahoo.com or aol.com. This email didn't take us to the website. It took us to a page that said server not found. And so with that and with the offer letter being weird, I did not go through with it. So I DM'd the actual person on LinkedIn and I sent her the screenshots and I was like, hey, this is what's coming up. Like, I don't know if this is you or not, but blah, blah, blah. Turns out it was a whole security breach in London. So they are based out of Europe. And I guess these people got into her account and started taking and made a shell company. So like they basically made it seem like it was like a branch of that company. It was just like their marketing department had a whole separate LinkedIn page. And I was just like, love that for me. So yeah, thankfully I'm not too desperate and my friends and I are able to figure it out, but holy fuck. I would have been so upset. Like, that would have really just been the icing on this cake if, like, I got (laughs) catfished into a fake job that really stole my identity, and now I'm unemployed with a stolen identity. I think that really would have just done it for me. But, yeah, that was just one of the many highlights that happened to me this last month. So, you know, if you think you got it bad, you can always just be like, well, at least you didn't get your identity stolen. Thankfully, I didn't either, but, you know, it was a close call. Anyway, so the topic that I want to talk about today is a quarter-life crisis. I think everyone's kind of went through a quarter-life crisis. It's not as talked about compared to a midlife crisis, and I know that's usually a little bit more popular. A lot of people start to say they, they've went through it around 25, 28 age range. I mean, I'm an overachiever I guess so I'm here at 24 but a lot of people that I know usually hit it around like 27. I want to start off by defining what a quarter-life crisis is. It typically is a time when you start to question your choices and reevaluate your life. So usually this is a time where you're just like is this what I want? Is this blank what I want? Like fill in the blank like with job, relationship, anything like that. And it's important to remember that everyone's quarter-life crisis can look different. So a lot of people think that, oh, if my whole life isn't falling apart, I'm not having a quarter-life crisis. No, no, no. I think it focuses on like, is this what I want? Or like, is this the best route for me? Or is this something that I can see happening? And a lot of it stems from your career path. Some people will be for your relationships and others it's like a sense of purpose. So I think it kind of hits like those three pillars, right? So career, relationships, and purpose. I feel like I kind of had this back when I was 20, that feeling of uncertainty where I was at at home. I was was like, do I want to live here? Do I really want to go to Oregon State and like pay all this money to go here? A lot of like big changes result in those feelings of uncertainty. And so that's just what your quarter life crisis is. It doesn't have to be this giant shit show that like mine is. It could just be as simple as like, okay, let's say you've been in a relationship 
for a couple years and you're like, okay, is this really what I want? Like, it's just like those little uncertainties. It's like almost preparing you for the next stage of life, right? Because you know people and a lot of people in their 30s and 40s get married and have kids and that kind of stuff. So I think especially in your 20s when you're figuring yourself out, you're starting to like kind of do that process of figuring out like, okay, is this something that I actually want? And that's going to look different for everybody. Social media does not help. You're seeing everyone else's seamlessly perfect lives and you see them getting engaged and you see all these things and it just adds to the pressure of yourself. So we com- we're stuck in the cycle of comparing ourselves to our friends and acquaintances and people that we might not even know, like celebrities and stuff like that, who all seem to have their lives together. Because we have so much access to other people, it's so easy to compare ourselves and to feel like we're not good enough so then we almost trigger ourselves into this crisis mode if that makes sense right like we have so much access to seeing what other people are doing and comparing ourselves to other people where our parents didn't really have that so that's why theirs kind of happened like later in their I would say like late 20s early 30s and I say now especially with millennials and gen z it's happening earlier because of social media and how much access we have to people and how growing up like we were always taught to compare ourselves to people and we want to be the best and all this stuff the one thing that like all of these categories have in common is that feeling of uncertainty and like that need for change in our 20s and early 30s we have this need for change this desire for change because of the uncertainty So now that we kind of understand like what a quarter life crisis looks like, how do you know if you're having one? The signs and symptoms of a quarter life crisis are feeling unfulfilled, wanting a change, but not knowing what the change should be, feeling lost, or maybe even feeling overwhelmed. I realized I was having a quarter life crisis when I was having these feelings of like uncertainty and like feeling lost and just kind of like needed a direction to go or like really figure out what it is that I wanted right and I also have a big move coming up depending on whether I should stay in Orlando or move back my lease is up here in March in Orlando and I've been debating on moving back home or staying here and if I move back home I'd be moving in with my parents having to move back in is going to come with a lot of challenges right because you haven't lived with them in a long time I have new habits they have new habits so that was giving me a lot of anxiety and making me really question like what is best for me like what do I want which kind of triggered me into this quarter life crisis thankfully it triggered me into it a little bit sooner I guess maybe that's what just gave it a little jump start like your jump start in your car you know it's a big decision like if I move, I have to move back across the country, you know, and I've been away for so long. And it's just like, is this what's best for me? Is this what I want? That kind of led me to, well, what is it that I want to do with my career? Because being honest, the last couple years, I've just been so focused on getting my degree that I never really thought about like what I wanted to do after. I knew I wanted to get into marketing, but I didn't know exactly what or how. The loss of my job and this move coming up catapulted me into this quarter life crisis that I'm in now for the longest time I was so embarrassed you know like not embarrassed but maybe just like self-conscious because I'm like oh all these people know what they're doing and I'm sitting here like questioning all of my life choices and I remember I was talking to one of my best friends about it and I was just like I feel so behind and I've always spent my life feeling behind right I graduated a couple years later than all my friends because I moved and shit happened so I didn't graduate quote-unquote on time 
and you know I've always struggled with feeling behind and I see people now getting engaged on social and having these serious relationships and I'm comparing that to I don't have a relationship and it's also working with feelings of not being good enough right like I've always struggled with that too in relationships and that's why a lot of my relationships haven't worked out and in friendships and with my family and at work like literally I've always struggled with this internal belief of not feeling good enough so that on top of everything else and this decision and not knowing what I want to do has just made me question my whole identity and it's absolutely normal so I think the main thing to be aware of in a quarter-life crisis is the symptoms of like feeling like your life is boring feeling anxious all the time feeling even symptoms of depression but if you're feeling those symptoms or you're seeing those signs that's how you know that you're going to have or you're in a quarter-life crisis so let's talk about why we have a quarter-life crisis I know we've kind of touched on it throughout the episode but really the impact of societal pressure and the expectations especially on like this demographic right now like our, I call us the in-betweeners because we're not really millennials and we're not really gen z like we're kind of in the middle we have a lot of societal pressures on us right now you know like we see on social media like all these kids literally kids making more money than I've made on tiktok you have it's that time where people like around you are getting married and engaged so if you're not in that then you're kind of feeling that pressure of like finding someone because you know you're going to weddings you're getting invited you know like you see your friends that you grew up with getting married and you're like oh fuck like am I behind you know and then it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about those feelings of being behind and it's because of those societal pressures that we feel like you have to graduate college in four years then you're gonna get a job and then you're gonna get engaged and then you're gonna get married right Social media has been growing, so it's easier than ever to be able to compare yourself to people. There's also a shift in the job market going on. So you have a lot of people getting laid off. You have a lot of people struggling to get jobs. You have a lot of people with degrees working minimum wage jobs because the economy is not really set up for us to be able to really go out there and try to get something else, right? Like for me, when I was serving, I wasn't going to quit my serving job to go try to find a job using my degree. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people that I know have degrees and they're staying at their jobs, their minimum wage jobs or serving jobs, bartending jobs, whatever, because it makes them more money. Society's pressure on us right now to figure shit out and just have our lives together, boom, in our 20s, that's not realistic, right? Like that's just not. There's so much pressure to have everything figured out in your late 20s. Like after you graduate college, you know, A lot of people don't label it as a quarter-life crisis, but a lot of people that I've talked to have had this similar shift after grad, right? Like, they call it the post-grad blues. You get into your corporate job or whatever you got with your degree, and then after a while, you're like, is this the career path I want to be on? Like, do I really want to do this? It's so hard to find a job. So that's really discouraging people from leaving these jobs that they maybe feel isn't fulfilling to them, or... They have jobs that they would want to get, but they can't get them because the job market sucks right now, or maybe they don't even, they haven't even given themselves the chance to explore that because of how shitty it is. Now as a society, like we don't talk about this, you know, like we don't talk about the stuff that we're struggling with because we don't want to be the Debbie Downer. 
I think another reason why we have this quarter life crisis can kind of boil down to the fact that we may not be where we thought we would be at this age and that's really hard to process when I was 16 I thought oh when I'm 24 I thought I would be making more money I'm gonna have my degree I'm gonna have a boyfriend I'm gonna have a dog and I thought I would know what I want to do with my life right (laughs) that 16 year old mentality but obviously that's not my reality at this moment and it kind of made me question if I'm doing this whole life thing right you know like if I made the right decisions if like I could go back in time would I change anything we realize that what we thought we would have at this point isn't where we are and at the center of that it's a struggle for like a meaning right or like a purpose it's feeling that my life is significant and that I have a direction that makes sense Something that I think is important to remember with this though is that you're not the same person that you were at 18 and 19 and we all feel like we have to be an adult in our early 20s because of the societal pressure right like we're having all these questions which are normal questions to ask in our 20s it's okay to be like is this what I really want to do because without those questions we don't get to what we really want to do and then we sit here and we're just stuck our identity is tied so closely into our career and our professional lives and the emphasis when we're growing up was always what do you want to be what do you want to do instead of just asking like what makes you happy when we're younger right like we're always like oh what do you want to be when you grow up and I'd be like oh I want to be an astronaut or oh I want to be a pop singer but it's never like hey Keely what makes you happy at that age I probably would have told you coloring or something like that it's the mindset shift of instead of what do I want to be i.e an occupation what makes me happy i.e spending time with my friends making this podcast talking to other people connecting with people right like do you see how those are completely different things I see it it's taught at a young age to be goal-oriented rather than value-oriented and I think that's where a lot of it stems from we're taught to be goal oriented so when we're reaching these big goals right like these big milestones like now what for me got my degree and that put me in this thing of like oh well I guess now what like what do I want to do you know and being unemployed and all that didn't really help so maybe for some of you it was all right I want to get a nine to five job post-grad making sixty thousand dollars a year you get this job in order to pay off my student loans you're doing that and then now you're like and now what like is this what I want to do or is this out of convenience or is this out of something I have to get done rather than something I want to do? And I think once we become more value oriented, our lives kind of start to shift. Like that's why we kind of get pushed into this quarter life crisis. Because we're so goal oriented, once we start accomplishing these big goals, we get to set new goals, which makes us think, okay, what do I want now? And on top of it, we have social media and societal pressures all these things are catalysts for us to have this like moment of is this what I want so I think it's just important to understand that our values and our priorities are going to change as we get older right like right now my priority is making sure I can pay my apartment rent and have some groceries and dedicate time to myself but my priorities when I was seven probably weren't paying rent I mean they weren't But like it wasn't paying rent or doing anything like that, you know, even in high school, my priorities weren't paying rent for my parents' house. My priorities were my job and student government. 
in my relationship at the time you know it's okay to realize that our values and our priorities are gonna shift with time they're gonna shift with age when we have kids obviously those are hopefully those would be our priorities right so I think understanding that what we want today might be different tomorrow I feel like there's so much pressure on us right now to have it all figured out right like I feel the pressure I have felt that pressure for years to have everything figured out by this certain age whether that's 27 30 whatever right a lot of successful people have not gotten successful until their 30s and 40s. They've made so many mistakes in their 20s with how much pressure we're put on society to have everything together. It, they contradict themselves. Our priorities and our values are shifting. And I think we're, deal- we're trying to deal with the middle ground, right? Of like, well, my values are changing. My priorities are shifting. But I still want to do this or society is telling me this 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 but I want to do this 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 and I think it's important to understand that what we want right now is probably not going to be the same that we want in five years so I think that's like why we kind of have those quarter life crises is that our values and our priorities and our mindsets are kind of shifting and we're trying to figure it all out but then this the job markets the social media all that stuff doesn't really help it's not easy to navigate this quarter-life crisis period of time. It's really not. There's already so much existential pressure from outside sources, whether that be your friends, your family, society, your own internal things, social media, whatever. I think it's just important to like cut yourself some slack. You know, this shit isn't easy. It's okay to take a break from everything like I try to do at least an hour a day no phone no tv and just like I'll go outside on my little balcony and just sit and just listen to birds and like or I'll go on my walks and I'll listen to a podcast and like I won't do anything else like I'll literally just enjoy walking I'm listening to a podcast I'm doing my thing right so take a break maybe that's taking a couple days off of work and just doing like just sitting in your apartment or in your house and just like having some alone time trying some new things that's also really helpful for me I really enjoyed trying a couple new things and I'm still have a couple things I want to try like I want to go to a cooking class I think it's important to try new things because you never know like you might go to a dance class and realize that you really like to dance even if you suck at it who cares maybe it's going to a workout class at your gym because you know, you never, th- you thought that they'd be fun and it's included in your membership. And then you meet new people and then you start getting a new community and a new sense of worth. You just never know. So try new things. Put yourself out there. Make a fool of yourself. It's fine. And if you're still struggling with it, seek help. Therapy was probably one of the best things that's ever happened for me. And I know a lot of people feel that way. And when people tell me like, oh, I don't want to go to a therapist, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I literally had a therapist tell me that I was sexually assaulted because of the clothes I wore. I get it. Like there's some shitty therapists out there. There's a lot of things, but if you really do need help, it's okay to ask for help. I'm not the first person to ask for help. And I think without my therapist, I'd be in a completely different spot than I am right now. I'm not saying it's for everybody. I know a lot of people have stigmas about it, but if you really do need help, I do think it is a really great way to get that help. 
also finding stuff that you're passionate about. If you would have told me four or five years ago that I would have my own podcast with over 3,000 streams, I literally would have laughed. I would have been like, yeah, okay, no one wants to hear me talk. Well, apparently a lot of you do. Maybe you're super passionate about knitting. Okay, pop off. Go knit yourself a sweater and post it on TikTok. Maybe you're super, super passionate about cooking. Okay, watch cooking videos. Like do something that you know you're passionate about or try to find something you're passionate about. Like again, trying new things. It's all intertwined. I think the most important thing of the quarter life crisis, like the my most helpful like tip or trick would be just importance of self-care and really take this time to focus on you and you can do that while being in a relationship you can do that while working your nine to five like I'm not saying to quit your whole life and break up with everybody and go MIA I mean you can if you want I'm saying it's easy to ignore it the hard thing is doing the work on yourself the hard thing is figuring out what you want because once you know you can't unknow and also included with that is setting boundaries once you start setting those boundaries and putting some self-compassion in and doing some self-care things for you, you kind of start to understand yourself a little more. And then you start to, these questions that you have will start to answer themselves. Another tip or trick that I felt has really helped me is getting a journal. What I do is at night, I write down like what happened during the day and I have a one page requirement, like a minimum requirement. So I have to at least write one page. If I wanna write more, I can, but at this point, like I just wanna do one page just to get in the habit. So that's something you could do too, is maybe journaling every night or every morning, adding that to your routine, just so you can get to know yourself better. And I think that's what this really comes down to is this quarter life crisis, is just trying to figure out yourself and figuring out what it is that you want for the future. It's scary. It's super easy to put off. It's it's a whole fucking shit show. It's a hot mess. But as long as you're allowing yourself like that self-compassion and just understanding that shit's not gonna go our way it's not I wish it did I really do but there's gonna be things that just don't work out whether that's relationships jobs personal life everything my life isn't perfect I'm not anywhere I thought I would have been at 24 values and your perceptions and everything to change life happens shit happens It's all about how we move forward and learn from all of this and like what we learn about ourselves in particular. It doesn't have to be set in stone. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of the Struggle Shuttle. I hope you found it helpful and somewhat comforting to know that you're not alone in your quarter life crisis. I am right here with you. Just remember that it's okay to feel lost, but try not to stay lost. So that means taking some time to reflect, trying a couple new things, and most importantly, being kind to yourself. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram at Struggle Shuttle. I love hearing from you guys. I have named you guys the Strugglers. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, like, oh, what do you call your listeners? And I was like, listeners? Like, my, my friends? And they're like, no, no, no. Like, you have to have a group name for them. So my friends came up with the Struggle Shot, the, the, the Struggle Squad. But I was like, I don't know if I like the squad part. And also, I swear my ex-boyfriend had a friend group named the Savage Squad in high school. And, like, that just didn't really vibe for me. So, (laughs) I was thinking of just calling you guys the Strugglers because we're all struggling. 
Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go with the strugglers for until further notice. And if someone wants to change it, please uh, just let me know what you want to be called. That's fine. Thank you guys so much for going along this ride on the struggle shuttle with me today. Until next time, stay struggling.